0: Hi, I'm Lee, and we are The Rewinders, rewatching childhood movies to see if they still hold up. And this time I watched Cube all by myself again. Unfortunately, Joe is busy, so I'm here by myself doing a little review of a little known movie uh, called Cube. It uh, came out in 1997, and so I watched it after high school with some friends, with Joe, of course. I um I guess we're we're still continuing with spooky Halloween athon in a way uh, <laughs> because this is kind of a horror movie at least that's what I was told at the time and what the the internet says that this movie is this movie's weird it's a little cult movie gained popularity I guess it was popular enough to spawn two sequels I guess one sequel and one prequel uh, Cube Two Hypercube and Cube Zero. Uh, I did watch them after watching this movie because I hate myself, I guess. But maybe that is telling you a little bit too much about what these movies... Uh, I guess what I think about these movies. So what is Cube? Cube is an independently made Canadian movie with filled with Canadian actors in it. I think we. I remember watching this when we were... I don't know, we were bored... Rented a bunch of movies from Hollywood Video. I want to say it was Hollywood Video. That's what we went to a lot. Never really went to Blockbuster because they were just a bunch of jerks. And their movies were too expensive. And I don't think they had that good of a selection here in Green Bay at the Blockbuster. So yeah, Hollywood Video was the place to go. That place went to shit. And then we went to Family Video. That was the next place that that popped up and that was pretty good. I, yeah, I remember if we watched, I don't know if we rented all of them. I No, because no, it was 1997. Yeah, we rented it right away. Maybe it was 98, whatever. I don't know how we heard about this movie. That it was kind of, um, it was supposed to be like this independent, ooh, this is interesting. We've never seen anything like this type of movie. Well, at least that's how I remember it being pitched to us. By who? I don't know. Maybe it was Joe. Maybe it was another friend. I really don't know. But I remember watching it. And just being kind of in the middle of the road. I don't remember hating it, and I don't remember loving it. So I don't really have any strong feelings on it, unlike other people. I know a lot of people love this movie. Yeah, it's it's always either you love this movie or you don't. And I really don't have any memories besides The Traps, which I'll talk about if you don't know what this movie is about or what I'm talking about. I'll I'll fill you in. Something that I know we've never even done, Joe and I, is... <laughs> spoilers we're spoiling all these movies for you. So I'm going to just say spoiler for the movie Cube. I guess if you're listening, you probably already know that we spoil all movies. We don't even tell you that we're going to spoil it. We just tell you what happens. So, uh spoiler. I'm going to tell you what happens at the end of this movie. Yes. So, <laughs> I'll I'll try to do another spoiler when I get closer to revealing what actually happens at the end of this cuz it does have a little bit of a kind of a twist ending in a way. All right, Cube. So the movie opens up and there's just this bald-headed guy and he's kind of a weird-looking actor. You seen him around, he's like a character actor. And he's in a jumpsuit and has his name, last name on it. Like he's almost like a prisoner. And he wakes up in this weird room that has four walls, a ceiling, and a floor. And everything's exactly the same. And there is a, a hatch, I guess, that you can open up in each of the walls. So there's six hatches. And he just opens up one on the side, climbs the little sides of the walls that have little, I guess, foot and arm bars to climb up. And then he goes through. Now he's in a different room. It's very similar to one another. The patterns are all the same except for the colors. So he was in a white room. Now he's in a blue room or whatever, red room. There's usually just like a red room, a green, blue, and so on. But it's just the color's different. Other than that, every, every single room is exactly the same, well, Except this room, he steps in it, obviously he pauses for a moment, and blood everywhere, and he has been cubed. (laughs) He's been cut into cube pieces of himself by a a metal mesh uh, wire trap that kind of fling down from the ceiling or floor or whatever, and, and cubed him. And that effect was actually pretty good. I think they, it was a practical effect. I don't think it was CG'd, or if it was, it was really, really well done for back in 1997. So this guy's dead and then we cut to the title and it's just white and then cube pops up and now we wake up. Now there's more prisoners in another room, not in the same room because they don't find his cubed body. (laughs) But the whole idea is basically we find a bunch of these uh, other people. They're also in the same jumpsuits and they really look like they're prisoners and they've been all thrown in here. And they all come from different hatches into this one room. They all just kind of start talking to one another. And they start saying that they, oh, I don't really remember what happened. Who are you? Well, they all start introducing each other. So we have, I'll just go through the the small list of prisoners here in Cube. And we have uh, Quentin. He's a bigger guy, police officer. He's taking charge. He's kind of being the leader. And he seems to be a little bit more level-headed, or at least he wants to get a game plan going. Like, he's the one really, all right, what's really going on here? That we find a college student with glasses her name is levin and she's got math skills so she's she's pretty smart we have worth he is a more quiet and cynical he said he bumped his head and he's really not talkative about who he is he really doesn't say exactly what he's about he just really doesn't seem that all interested in why they're trapped in these rooms then we have um, holloway it's an older doctor and she is also a conspiracy theorist even at one point, she says, why are we in here? Maybe it was aliens or something. Who knows? And then an old man pops in, and his name is Ren. He seems to know what's going on, that there are traps around. So they're all just talking, they're trying to figure out what to do. Ren says, well, we're prisoners here. What we should got to do is just basically go in a straight line and, and figure a way out from wherever we are. So he just starts kind of taking the lead and heading heading in one direction. Quentin had said, "Oh, there's traps. I, he's got a little like got hit in the arm or something. There's traps in some of these rooms, so we gotta be careful." So what Ren does, which is kind of smart, is he takes his boot off and he throws it into a room. I think in one of the rooms, some there's motion sensors. That's right. And flamethrowers come out and torch his boot. It's like, okay, that room's not safe. Let's go in a different direction. And while they're going along, Quentin recognizes Ren as this famous escape artist known as the Ren, and he's Famous for getting out of jails. Well, Ren is, is kind of interesting because he just, like, I'm going to go this way. You can follow him if you want. I don't care. I'm I, I'm just going to go this way. And I, I think he says something like, I need you for your boots. Because if my boots get all destroyed, I'll need some something else to throw in there. And it's I might as well use your boots. So he goes into a room, or he throws a boot into a room. It's clear. And right before he steps in, uh, Ren says something like, You guys should stop talking about what what we're doing here. We got to just be quiet. Let's just focus on the objective. The objective is getting out here. So stop discussing who you are, why we're here, trying to figure out all these different things. Let's just, the task is get out. So stop talking. He goes into the room and all of a sudden he gets sprayed in the face by acid. He comes back out into the other room with everyone else and his face is just melting and he's dead. So they figure out, oh, this, not all rooms have motion sensors. Some of them are heat. Some of them are... our our bio like whatever so it's a much more complicated system or of traps that they have set up in this cube so now that uh ren is dead they start panicking a little bit and they got to figure out what to do next the dr holloway she says that it doesn't really matter because in a couple days they're going to dehydrate if they can't get out of here oh yeah earlier ren said something like oh here suck on these buttons it'll it'll create saliva and you'll be all right, which doesn't make much sense is you're not replenishing. You, yeah, it'll make you get saliva, but you're not replenishing that with anything. So I think you're going to dehydrate faster. That does seem strange, but that's, I guess that's something I do remember watching this when I was a teenager or 19 or whatever, 18, that sucking on a button was, came from this movie, <laughs> like a survival tip or something. So Ren dies, group kind of panics, and then that's when Levin, the college student with the math skill, she realizes that there are a bunch of numbers in between each room that they go from back and forth. There's one on one side and one on the other. Each number, she, she figures this out. I don't know exactly, I can't remember exactly how she figures it out, but any room that's marked with a prime number is a trap. And there's a series of, I think, three, three numbers, three numbers, three numbers, in in groups of three. Well, then she looks at the numbers and if they're prime that means it's a trap so they can they can go around so they figure out a way to avoid the traps for now and uh, they keep going and then they get to a room where basically all the doors or the hatches lead to another trap room they're all prime numbered rooms so they have to go up that's the first time they're going up they open it well, then a man falls out, and his, and then he comes out, and the, he's another character, and his name is Kazan, and he's actually uh, a mentally handicapped fellow. And here's the problem: of the movie that I'll start to talk about is all right. The actor is playing this character like he has severe autism, and so this is before I think people really knew what autism was or levels were. I know they had Rain, Raymond Rain Man in that movie where he was an idiot savant, so he had problems. He would, would shriek and squeal and scream, but he was a math whiz. He could count cards in that movie. And so it's kind of the same here, is that since he is highly autistic, that also means he is highly intelligent, which there are cases of that. But here he's really over—the actor's overacting it a lot, and it's kind of annoying, and he's constantly having his hand next to his head, twitching and, and moving his fingers back and forth, hitting his palms. I don't know. It's a little bit too much at this point. Uh, Not at this point. Well, I guess I say at this point because the other actors in this movie are pretty poor. I know the whole point of this movie is to gain tension. I know that now that they've they've lost their leader of Wren's who could figure their way out, they start to panic a little bit, and the acting really isn't very good for most of them. The only one that is a good actor is Worth, that's because he's played by David Hewlett. He's in a, been a bunch of movies, and uh, mostly Stargate, Atlantis, and a bunch of other cool movies. So he's actually the only fairly decent actor in here, besides Ren. But Ren is dead, so he doesn't count anymore. So now they have this other guy in here, and Holloway says he'll take care of him. Because now Quentin, the police officer, is kind of getting annoyed about this. He's getting angry now that they're... They're trapped. They're trying to still figure out exactly what they're what this is about, but they really don't know. So they have now Kazan with them. So Quentin goes into another room, which is deemed safe by uh Levin's calculations, but actually this room is also trapped. There's a bunch of wires that surround him. Uh Quentin don't, jumps out of the way. He gets slashed in the leg, but he survives and he really gets unnerved and pissed off because you said this the calculations are right this was supposed to be a safe room so now they're figuring out that the calculations of the prime number rooms are traps. it's got it's more complicated than that so they really don't know what to do and now the the party starting to get more and more angry at each other they're yelling they're frustrated because now they're trapped they, they have nowhere really to go so Quentin is starting to get a little bit unraveled here he was kind of more of the guy in charge level-headed but He's starting to unravel. He starts yelling at Worth because Worth hasn't done anything. He's been just tight-lipped. No one really knows what he's about. And through a series of arguments, Worth kind of lets it out that he actually knows about where they are, that they're in this cube. He All he knows is that he helped design the outer shell of it. And he just designed it from his office, he said. He never left anywhere. He doesn't even know who it's for he just basically got a bunch of money he designed it like an architect would and just gave off the plans but all he knows is that there is no escaping this thing he has that bit of information so everyone gets mad at him quinton beats him up punches him worth has no idea what this place is he knows that maybe the original purpose has been forgotten for this cube like if it was an imprisonment like it was for a bunch of tests he doesn't know so now they're just kind of stuck here, and they there's no real explanation of why they're here. But what Worth does know is he knows the outer shell size. So that's when Levin, the math whiz, is able to figure out that how big the shell is. That she calculates from the size of the room. That it's there's twenty six rooms uh, across, and but then that means that there are seventeen thousand. Let's see, we had written down seventeen thousand. 567 rooms in total, because then she looks at the numbers that she sees and she realizes that are actually X, XYZ coordinates if you're in this cube in three dimensions. So now they figured out, okay, we have a way to get to an edge then of, of these cubes. We could figure out, okay, if we look at the numbers, we can figure out, we're roughly in this area of the entire cube in this room. So if we just keep going in this direction, we'll get to an edge and figure it out from there. So they do that, they keep going, uh, but then they come to uh, a room where they have to go through a trap. They can't back trap because it'll just be, take too much time. So they have to go through this sound-activated room trap, they find out. By yelling into it, a bunch of spikes come out from the sides of the walls. They each hang down, kind of monkey bar their way across this room. Uh, Quinton is the last one, he's about to make it through, then all of a sudden Kazan yells out aha like all right you did it except he almost he well quentin wasn't completely there but he he flings his way through the hatch and he's safe he almost gets killed and that's when quentin completely loses it he he just starts yelling He, he he's he's basically done with the entire group of people here and he's just screaming at them and he he's done he doesn't want to have anything to do with anything. He starts slapping some people, punching people. He's he's a jerk. He's completely a jerk now. Well, they get to the end of where they need to be, the outer shell. And they just see there isn't another room. They actually did make it to an edge. There's just blackness. And they think they can see a wall on the other side. So they get this brilliant plan of getting all their jumpsuits together and tying a rope. And the lightest person is Holloway. And she's going to... I don't understand this. Swing across to see if she can find a way out. Everyone else is holding on one end of the basically their makeshift rope. And she goes on the outer part of the cube rooms to look across. And then she starts swinging back and forth. Like, I'm going to swing back and forth to get to the wall. Now, I don't understand this because we can see that it's just this sheer flat wall. It's not like there's a ledge. There's no window. There's nowhere else really to go. I don't know if it's because she can't see it or if it's just I have to touch the other side of the wall as part of just desperation because they've been in here for hours and they're getting exhausted. I don't know. But for whatever reason, I mean, she's swinging. She's the the rope, makes rope slips out of their hands. Luckily, um, Quentin grabs it and is holding it and, and manages to reach and grab her hand and pulling Holloway in. But that's when she, he realizes, you know what? Why do I have to save you? You guys are a bunch of assholes. I'm just going to let you drop. And no one is going to know that I let you die. And lets her go. To, and she falls to her death. As they're high, really high up in these different rooms of the of the cube. And she falls to death. But everyone else thinks, oh, she just slipped and fell. Don't really know exactly what happened. So now they really have run out of ideas on what to do. They're exhausted, like I said. And they just go to sleep. So now all we have left are Quentin, Levin, Worth, and Kazan. Then we see Quentin attempts to I don't know, persuade Levin to get just go with him and abandon the others. And he's just kind of whispering in her ear. And she's kind of out of it. She just woke up. She's exhausted. And then he's like, yeah, just the two of us. And, and earlier said, I know how to read people. And those people are useless. And they're crazy. And and Worth knows more than he's letting on, because I'm a police officer, I know how to read people, or see through people like an x-ray, and he's just gone full psycho at this point. And he starts trying to make like a putting the moves on Levin, and she's having none of it, and just stands like, get away from me. That's when Worth comes in and kind of pushes him off to, hits him in the back, and knocks Quentin down, but then Quentin beats him really bad with a boot, and he's cause he's a bigger guy. He's kind of in charge and he, but he's also gone full psycho too. He's not, he's just gone crazy. So he's nuts. And the actor who plays him is, he's even worse as a psycho before he was kind of in charge. He was, he was okay. He was passable, but this actor's version of psycho is, is laughable. All it does is make his eyes just really big and wide. And, eh, uh, I don't know, not doing it for me. So they keep moving on, uh, Basically, Quentin makes Worth go first into every room and they make their way and he actually throws him down a floor hatch and he laughs and all or he falls, and he lands, but then Worth all of a sudden starts laughing hysterically because now they found a body and they realize it's Ren's body. Like they flip him over, and yep, there's his, his acid, burnt face. Like they now, like, oh, they they've lost it, they're demoralized, they've been going around in circles. Then Worth figures out, well, actually, maybe the rooms have been moving around in this cube because I, I didn't mention this earlier, but there's this. Sometimes they feel like the shifting or quaking or vibration in the rooms. They didn't really know what it was, but they could kind of tell it came at at, at intervals that seemed to, you know, have a rhythm or something. But then that's when Levin d- figures out that the the trap rooms aren't necessarily just prime numbers but they're powers of prime numbers. Now, I'm not a mathematician at all. I did really, really bad in math. So the idea is that it's just way more complicated. You have all these variables to think about. Now it's uh, certain powers to the the prime numbers. It's just, basically the idea is that it is almost impossible it is impossible for a human to figure this out she even says i need a computer to help me figure out these calculations it's just astronomical but that's when kazan reveals himself to be an idiot savant of course he can actually do the prime numbers the powers of the prime numbers in his brain because that's what all autistic people are hiding (laughs) well that's what this movie says they figure out also that since there are only 26 rooms Levin remembers that there's a room that number that was more than 26. So that means that there is a room that leads outside of the cube. So of sort of, they call it the bridge room that will leave them out of this entire maze. They just need to get to that room. And once they get to that room, they'll be able to get out of, of this thing. Cause that's the only room that will leave the cube. So Worth uh, ambushes Quentin with one of the doors, one of the hatches, and hits him, gets him trapped, Like his, so his head is is on the other side, his neck is getting squished, he yells for everyone to keep going to the other room, they're almost there, Quentin pulled the door down and closed the door really quick, and then they go into the other room and and Worth is holding the door, little handle thing, it kind of opens like a a submarine door in a way, and he's holding it, but Quentin's gonna, he's much more strong, and he's gonna be able to get at them, they they trick him into this other room into pretending to come at the come at uh, cans uh, Kazan and Levin and they actually had opened the the bottom door and he falls through there so he's in another room looks like there's a bunch of blood coming out of his head looks he's knocked out so all right we can continue to make this other room they finally make it to the bridge room it vibrates and it goes up and then they open up the door and they see a big bright white light they made it awesome then all of a sudden worth just kind of sits down and he's he doesn't want to go because he blames himself for help building this cube that has killed who knows how many he's exhausted he just doesn't want to live he doesn't see any faith in humanity anymore levin starts saying you know come with me it's not your fault they have kind of made a connection together and right when they're about to leave she gets stabbed through the back and then the little metal piece comes out of her chest as Quentin somehow caught up with them and and, and, and has killed her. And now she's dead, uh, yelling for... Oh, no, No! Then, then Worth gets stabbed in the chest by... So, yeah, basically Quentin caught up to them. He took the handle off of one of the doors and made it into a weapon and just starts stabbing Worth. And he gets him in the gut and he falls down. He's about to go kill... Kazan, who is about to make it through the door, uh, he grabs him by the chest, by his, by his shirt. And is, is, and now Quentin is halfway through the door out, and the cube, and the way out. But Worth grabs his leg, and now he's stuck in between, and they start, the room starts to vibrate because it's going to go back into its... Uh, it's going to keep moving around. That room is going to move, and it cuts Quentin in half, <laughs> leaving the leg in the room with, uh, with Worth and levin's dead body so that's really it quinton is dead worth is is kind of crawls over to levin but he dies too from his wounds and then we just see kazan walking towards a bright white light and we don't know what happens to him and then the movie ends All right, two quick things that I almost forgot to touch on are all of the prisoners' names, all the people inside of the cube, all of their names correspond to famous prisons in the real world. So, that's pretty cool, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And what else did I almost forget? The big twist! The big twist of the movie, which is... Levin, she has glasses and the very beginning of the movie, she picks them up and one of them is cracked and a little piece falls out of it and she goes through the entire movie with these broken glasses that she uses. When she gets into the final room before uh, she gets killed, she steps on a piece of broken glass and she picks it up out of her foot and it's actually a little piece of her glasses that fits perfectly where where it should. So that means... All they had to do was stay in that an original room, and it would eventually move to the exit. Dum dum dum. That's the twist. Oh my god! I didn't really like this movie. <laughs> it it really wasn't that. Well, it was interesting. It has really interesting ideas uh, about, but it's just the actually having to make this thing. Like, what does purpose? What's the purpose of the cube? And it's, I know even one of the characters thinks, is, oh, it's like a James Bond type device. It's just made to make, put people in it and just to enjoy them and watch them die, which I guess works. But what doesn't work, the movie doesn't really work for me is, well, the bad acting kind of hurts it a lot. There's really cliched lines throughout the entire movie that hurts it a lot too. There really isn't that many, it's not really that much gore. There isn't not necessarily that much tension, at least I feel, in when they're going through each room. I think what happens is they find out that the rooms killed them. They're, they're, they're trapped rooms early on. Like, if they didn't even know, I think that would have been better. But I just didn't feel that that tension was good. Was very good. There were good parts where... there. I mean, there was some okay acting. And the whole idea is that you're stuck in a room. You really don't know what's going on. There's all these other people. They could be conspiring against you but that wasn't too strong that wasn't strong enough and I know that the idea was the movie was trying to tell you that Quentin was a good guy all and then Worth was the quiet to bad guy like he's somehow sinister but I never got that impression and then Quentin just turned into a psycho guy because whatever the, the movie needed somebody evil and it just felt really forced what I did like about the movie was it looks great and for such a small budget, it looks great. I think they only had one room, one cube room, and then they would just change out the colored lights, uh, gel lights or whatever they used to make it look different. And I think they did a good, really good jo- job with that. It shot really well. Uh, some of the CG doesn't hold up, but it's whatever. It's 1997. It's fine. You can look past that. And uh, it's just trying to you know, tell you what what humans actually are when they're trapped and cornered, what what they should believe in, I guess, or what they what you come down to your base animal instincts, whether you're part of the tribe or you're completely against it, I guess is what they're trying to say. But, meh. So, looking at it as that kind of movie, it's not really deep enough for me, and it's really not gory at all. There, Like I said, there weren't really many kills. I, really, it was just uh, acid to the face, guy cut in the cubes in the other one, people falling, and just a wire mesh kind of hitting someone, it really, really wasn't that scary. But I think it was ahead of its time, because it had the idea for, I think, torture porn early, early on. So the tension, the idea of like you're in a trap that you just can't get out of, and you're always going to make the wrong move. So maybe it was ahead of its time. I don't know. But Joe isn't here, but I think he said he was going to give me a call, and he was going to give his opinion of the movie. My opinion of the movie is I don't really have a strong feeling either way. I kind of liked it, and I kind of didn't like it. If you're looking for a scary horror movie, this really isn't one of them. It's interesting. I mean, if you like low-budget movies, yes, definitely check this one out if you already haven't. But if you're looking for something with really, really good suspense or really good gore, no, don't. So I'm kind of in the middle still. I think I have the same opinion I did with this that I, I did in uh, when I was 18. But uh, I think I have a phone call coming in from Joe and he has a very deep and long opinion about what he thinks about Cube. I do not like the Cube. All right. Thanks, Joe. That was very insightful. I appreciate it. Well, that was Cube, 1997, directed by someone, I don't know, I didn't look it up. (laughs) If you'd like to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get us, that would be appreciated. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at RewindersPod, or eh, email us at RewindersPodcast at gmail.com. And then you can tell me if I was completely wrong about the Cube, or we can talk about it, because I did watch the other two movies. I don't know why I did that. I was doing an experiment on myself. I locked myself in a room and just watched the cube. I watched it over and over and over again. For Spooktacular Spookathon, we'll review more spooky movies as we'll continue Spookathon Athonatron into November. Because, why not? We like horror movies. Alright, bye.